You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome back. Hour number... Is this hour number two, Tony, or hour number three? What, 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 what are we doing here? This would be hour number two. Number two? No. Well, it would be three because we completed it's two three. hours and we're two yeah. minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I just want to see if you're you're paying attention here. Our mathematics sometimes yeah. are off. Because uh, I, I think you're going to be signed up for some course, I think, uh, to improve your finger dexterity. Yeah. You know, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really weird, right? Um, Joe, how long have you been married? Uh, should I say too long? But uh, about 24 years. Yeah. I, I, I've gotten really better <laughs> at sex since being uh, divorced because I feel like every night's an audition, right? And you, you lose that when you're married, right? So I, I try to do even get, like, research materials, and I read up on uh-huh. it. Find out what, what people, people like and what people prefer. What are the best methods to use? And um, sometimes you you, you got to get some advice from women if you're having mm-hmm. sex with women. If you're having sex with right. guys, you can get advice from guys. Sure, like nothing that. wrong with that. Yeah. No, no, no. And um, so in this uh, email that uh, we were reviewing, it had some fingering techniques. And I'm not sure exactly what this is all about. But you could be a fingering master if you sign up for this uh, class. And the funny and part to, is, is. You need to act fast. Yeah. The price is going to go up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, it could be puppet training. Mm. Like a finger puppet kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Ro- yeah like yeah. a role, role, maybe role playing with, you know, with finger puppets. Maybe that's what. Uh, this class is all well, about. if you go up to Stand Up Fantasy, there's also a show that was a couple of months ago about <laughs> furries. And um, the furries are people that dress up in animal costumes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they go to conventions and they make love to each other because it turns them on to make love to other people in animal costumes. Hey, wh- whatever gets you through the night or the day or, <laughs> or, or whatnot, right? Like, I'm trying to think what kind of animal would turn me on. Like, I don't think a moose is turning me on. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> if I was no. from West Virginia, would a goat turn me on? Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, when he, when he would talk to, uh, when he would like bring upon a, a conversation about like some area in a rural area, he'd be like, you know, this is an area where men are men and sheep are nervous. So uh, you know, <laughs> think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so sheep are, are the attractive species. Uh, I guess I don't know. That's what that's what he thought. Uh, but uh, yeah, big weekend and next several days of fantasy baseball drafts. And uh, basically, I mean, you just try to draft a team, a, a nice, well balanced team, right? I mean, I know. Look, you, you could get caught up in this whole, hey, you know, stolen bases are hard to find, but you need to get balanced. Try to find the players, in my opinion. 
that do more than one thing. We talked about like Ahmed Rosario, like just in the in the previous segment, and the fact that he's not attractive as a fantasy player because he doesn't do enough things. But you know, you try to get the players uh, that'll give you the home runs and the steals. You know, uh, like a you know, like a, an, like I'm taking a look at a, a team that I recently drafted. So. Uh, ended up getting a before a we before these... we move on to that. One thing, yeah. Don't do this, people. Don't be this guy. Yeah. You just hit. You just made me think of something. Sure. Stolen bases are something that we think short. So you have the guy that will overcompensate, and he'll draft right. Billy Hamilton and D Gordon, and then he's going to trade one of them or two of them. You know, at the All Star break is his plan. First mm-hmm. of all. That is the worst idea ever to to draft somebody and say, oh, I'm going to trade them. Because you were never going to get the value you think you're going to get. Right. And here's what happens in this situation. You're in a 12-team league, okay? You are in first place in stolen bases because you drafted Gordon and you drafted Billy Hamilton. Well, you're behind in every other category. So good luck already by putting it because you've got a terrible batting average. Uh, you've got no home runs and you've got, you know, the RBIs and the, the run scored might be there, but probably not. So you're, you're behind. And now your plan to focus, you excelled in one category and you forgot the other four. So it's already a bad plan, but it gets worse. Okay, so. Now there's two teams behind you in the standings that the most they can move up is one or two points. So they're probably not going to trade you a a whole ransom to move up one Mm -hmm. or two points. It makes no sense. Right. All right. So that's three teams now you can't trade with because you can't trade with yourself. There's four teams (laughs) at the bottom of the standings that don't care. They're already getting ready for fantasy football because their team stinks. (laughs) So now you're down to four teams. Right. This is, and I see people do this stuff all the time, and it's the worst idea. You never, ever draft a player with the idea you're going to trade them and think you're going to get value. Absolute great point there, Tony. And, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the, the movie Casino, and I'll tell you why. I mean, there's a scene in Casino where, uh, have you ever seen the movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Robert De Niro and, and another guy there, they're eating muffins, a blueberry muffin, right? And and De Niro notices that his blueberry muffin maybe might have like five blueberries in total. His other, his friend has a, a blueberry muffin that has like, we'll say, you know, 50 or something. So basically, you, know, you don't want to be the guy that has no blueberries in your muffin, and you don't want to be the guy that has too many blueberries in your muffin, right? I mean, and in that scene, De Niro runs into the kitchen and yells at the chef and said, look, I want the equal number of blueberries in every single muffin. I mean, look, if you draft a team that has too many stolen bases, like a guy who yeah. draft like a Billy Hamilton and a D. Gordon, you're right. I mean, uh, it, it might not be as, it might not sound as easy to try to trade these guys. And as a matter of fact, Billy Hamilton, there was even a story about him, a uh, Potentially not uh, leading off this this, uh, oh, this yeah. season. Well, you look I think there's a OBP, potential yeah, yeah. that Billy Hamilton is not a starter for the Reds. The Reds have a, right. a a bunch of outfielders. Hamilton's not a great defender, but based on the other guys there, he's probably be hard to take out because of the defense. But mm-hmm. there's a chance that yeah, he might not play every day. Yeah, uh, when you look at this guy's you know stats, right? I mean. A 248 lifetime average with the kind of speed that this guy possesses, he could bunt himself an extra 10 points of batting average. No, I would think. 
I would think. I don't yeah. know why it doesn't happen. Yeah, and his on-base percentage fairly poor. I mean, for his for his career, two ninety-eight. I mean, I'm su- it's shocking that he's able to steal as many bases. The fact that he I mean, imagine if he got on base uh, a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, his last there, year, there is nothing 50, worse 59. though. Yeah, there is nothing worse than watching a guy bunt for a hit and get out. There is nothing like <laughs> right. Like I feel right. like it, it's such a waste of an at bat when a guy gets out. When a guy does it, it's a great play and everything. But after he like bunts and it goes directly to the pitcher and they throw to first and he's out by thirty feet, there's mm-hmm. no worse playing baseball. I I kind of agree with you, right? When you talk about you know uh, entertainment value, it's, it's yeah. not very entertaining to watch a a guy get thrown out trying to bunt. Yeah, that's not good. I don't like that. A uh, couple of news and notes uh, a little bit here. Uh, Cardinals originally had said that they weren't going to be naming a closer before the start of the season. Now, yes, uh, right now, now Luke Gregerson, uh, I think he's uh, he's got a little bit of an injury uh, issue. Uh, Dominic Leone, yeah, might be uh, starting out. He pitched the, the best. Uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, Alex, get Leone if you need a closer. Yeah, and uh, what do you think about Reyes? I mean, Reyes is probably going to be limited in the terms of. Uh, uh, innings pitch this year, but he might even get some uh, closer opportunities. I, I mean, I wouldn't draft him as a closer. It's not outside the ball. Yeah, that's not a bad call on your part mm-hmm. uh, there. Mm-hmm. And the, and then we did, but we didn't even count. Uh, what's his name? Uh, but but Adams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was brought in. I thought to compete with Gregerson, and of course he's hurt. But I think somewhere down the line he could uh, also be in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, twins were in the news this week. Jorge Polanco, 80-game suspension for PEDs. Oh. 13 home runs, 13 steals last season. Uh, Had him know, on every team deeper last league. year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Low-end uh, middle infielder in deeper leagues, but sneaky good uh, player. And, and now we know how he uh, hit his 13 home runs, right? Yep. That's <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's crazy. I, 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 this is the funniest story, people. I uh, I heard this in a, I don't know where, it was somewhere crowded where I heard the story. And I was like, oh, shit, because I got some injuries already, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now I'm, I'm like, I don't even know if I have enough outfielders. <laughs> so I thought it was Jorge Bonifacio that got suspended. And he I knew did. I have Bonifacio <laughs> every team. Huh? He did. You know that, right? Right. I thought Bonifacio was the guy, not Polanco. Mm-hmm. But he did. Oh, oh no, I know. Both but when it happened, I, oh, okay. yeah, when I, it happened, I thought it was Bonifacio. And then we have a situation where you're going, oh, what's going on here? And guess what happened? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because both of them are gone for the 80 games. Uh, Why Miguel do you think Sinel. these things happen? Why? Um, yeah. If players are insecure uh, about their uh, abilities. Or do you think uh, it's millions of dollars at stake? And you, like, I, I, who was I talking nah. about the other day? I was talking I about this. Really? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. Like, I was, oh, I know who I was talking about. Justin Smoke, right? Mm-hmm. Last year, there were rumors that Justin Smoke was going to be cut by the Toronto Blue Jays. 
Justin Smoke is a guy that never fulfilled his expectations. Uh, this was the 11th pick overall in the draft. He was supposed to be someone, and he never did anything. The most home runs he ever hit was 20 home runs, and he hit 238 that year. Last year, he hits 38 home runs, 270 out of nowhere. There's rumors he's being cut. He's 31 years of age. Why would you not take steroids in that situation and try to hang on? If you think you can't get cut, I mean, and you're right. I mean, we're talking millions of dollars here, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like the Chris Colaballo thing, right? Was mm-hmm. the guy that was a minor leaguer. All of a sudden, he put together a year or two, and then you find out steroids. Like the 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 opportunity and the money is so much, you almost have to take a shot when you get to a certain point in your career, and you're not having the results. Yeah, you're just trying to feed uh, your families, uh, right? You're just trying to get it done, right? Trying, just trying to make a better life for you and your family. Yeah. Justin Smoke. Mm-hmm. You think he'll hit 38 home runs again? Uh, probably not, but I'm looking at his hard hit rate for the past six years. Really hasn't changed that much, to tell you the truth. I mean, um, back in 2013, a little over 36%. And it was just about 36% up until 2015. And then uh, 2016 is when uh, it went up to 39 and 39.4. And last year, like you said, mentioned, he hit the 38 home runs. So and the year prior, he hit 14. Everything you say is true. And that leads you to believe that maybe there's a chance that he could do it. But mm-hmm. he is dealing with a wrist injury in mm-hmm. spring training. Right. Well, coincidentally, right, at the same time that his hard hit rate went up, so did uh, his uh, fly ball rate. Yes. In 2015, his fly ball rate was 33.6, and the next two years it was 42.2 and 44.5. So, And that's I huge. Mean, that is. Seven yeah. years into your career. Yeah. So maybe a combination of everything, right? Maybe the rumors about him getting a little... Uh, Little help from something uh, might be true, but he's <laughs> yeah. but he's also uh, you know changed his approach a little bit as well. The exit. Uh, are you a guy that's big into uh, exit velo? Are you an exit velo guy? Uh, you know, I, I I'll look at it, but uh, it's not what I. It's not the thing that I'll use as a sole base for my analysis. But it, it definitely helps. Uh, guys like this, uh, I was listening to the legend Lenny Malik to a podcast the other day, and he was talking about how he's come to find out people want stats instead of narratives. All right. and, and that's it, totally true. Like, I don't like narratives either because we all, it's not a science what we're doing here, right? We're trying to figure out what people are going to do before they actually do it. Right. And so, at least if you have stats, statistics and 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 numerics you have something to blame it on when it goes wrong mhm so but but you agree that the past in terms of what we try to do here past is a decent indicator of what's going to happen in the future right or in the present yeah uh, unless like oh, yeah. unless we just like we looked at uh, smoke maybe there's uh, some slight changes in their approach that might uh, that might help 
but now we have stats for that, right? That that we could actually see the changes in the approaches, which we couldn't five to ten years ago. Yeah, some of these stats though are really crazy. Like you have an expected batting average. You know, I mean, you know, what uh, their on base percentage should have been. You know, I mean, are you a FIP and ex-FIP and uh, well? Let me ask you another question though. Though, yeah. aren't some of these stats subjective? Even though we we don't treat them as such, like I'll just even take the basic one: hard hit rate. Right. Uh, what's the di- what defines the difference between hard and medium? Right. There's no. Th- we don't know. We just read the yeah. stat. Right. We don't. We don't yeah. say. You know. S- s- yeah. All right. Well, something to ponder. And and so, and, and it's the same thing with a lot of the defensive metrics. Uh, like there's, there's some of these things we take that are absolute gospel. It, are subjective. All right. All right, when we come back, I might talk a little bit more Sabermetrics. Fantasy baseball season weekend fantasy update. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Welcome back. the fantasy sports radio network weekend fantasy update and uh tony and i were just uh, talking about uh, some of our I, I was gonna say our favorite restaurants but i'm not gonna lie to the people listening out there we're talking about no. yeah, some of these restaurants where uh, you know they they put these things on their on their uh, menus right you brought up um what was the one that you just brought up that like has the like uh, a, cheesecake a, factory? Right, it has a fifty-page menu, right? Where yeah. it could just take you like a week just to get through and 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 and, and figure out first of all what they serve you and 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 what's on the menu and like also like up here in the Northeast, I'm sure it's like like that as well in all parts of the country. We have a lot of diners, right? And, and these diners like the, they make anything from Asian food to Italian food. How are they making all these things and making them, uh, you know? In a quality kind of way, like a tasty yeah. kind of way. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's know? what that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> if you ran a restaurant, how about focus on one thing: customer service, which you know people like. You know, be friendly to the people and everything, and and just make like even eight to ten things that you're good at. Whatever your best dishes are, throw them out there. Because if I go to the Cheesecake Factory. And I get the 372nd best thing they make. You know, I'd like to do better than that. Right. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, it's almost like, uh, what was that? There was a, that, that movie Step Brothers, right? They had a, a, a band playing at the end of the, um, uh, at the, uh, the movie. And they only played, like, uh, Billy Joel songs, but only from, like, a certain amount of years, right? Yeah. And I bet you that they were the greatest Billy Joel cover band because they focused on just the stuff from, let's say, you know, 1985 to 1989. You know, somebody would yell out, Piano Man, no, we only do the stuff from 1985 to 1989. You know, pick something and do it as 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 best that you can. You know, be an expert I'm an at, uptown at girl. 
living no, in no, a lonely no. world. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What's I your favorite Billy a... Joel song? Oof, there's just so many. I mean, uh, Down Easter Alexa is a really good one. You like that song? Yep. I, I mean, I, Piano I, Man's I a fun a... one. I have a weird song, a favorite of Billy Joel's, is that it's actually not famous for Billy and Billy Joel's song, uh, Shameless, which he originally wrote and he originally performed, and then Goth Brooks did it, and it became big for Goth Brooks. Wow. I would have never guessed that uh, Billy Joel wrote a uh, popular country music song. Yeah. Yeah. Number one music song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it shows you when you have talent, you have talent. Billy Joel. Yeah. Hey, he I does just these good things you. in colleges where he goes, he plays some piano, and they, they talk about each song, and people come up from the audience, and they play, and then Billy gives them the critique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah he, there was like, a, I forget the song now, but there was one, sp- one specific song where... He showed you where he kind of borrowed it from uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Uh, I think I, I love you just the way you are, just like that the way he played it. He showed you where he got it from, a uh, borrowed it from a Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons song. So, yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've heard his, some of his uh, some of the stuff that you're describing, where he goes and uh, talks to colleges and stuff, and. Uh, talks about his career, and uh, he's on some kind of roll at Madison Square Garden, selling out every every month. Man, I went and see him in May. Yeah, yeah, I saw him in December one year before Christmas. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and he still has uh, still has a great voice. I mean, he's what yep. he's mid to upper sixties now, and uh, yeah, you just wonder. I mean, he stopped writing pop music so long ago. You you wonder what we've missed out on. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I think I want, that's what I'm gonna do. Ten more years, I'm going to tour and the country it? and talk about my fantasy with everyone <laughs> and all the colleges. But what kind of fantasy? The fantasy sports, or are you just your fantasies, oh, like the ones in all your head? Them, uh, all of them. We'll go from uh, we'll go from batted balls and plays to fingering. There you go. And by then, you'll be a fingering master. Yes. But in the meantime. If everyone uh, is involved in their drafts, I mean, you could get your uh, RotoExperts.com exclusive edge fantasy baseball package, and you can get it now because you're going to need it. You're going to need it next few days. Lots of drafts going on. This year's version is new and improved with more analysis than ever before, including an all-day chat channel, stats, projections, and improved cheat sheet generator get rankings from top ranked analyst jake seeley tips from award winner tim mccullough and insights from hall of famer scott engel enter code fntsy at checkout and get your roto experts exclusive edge fantasy baseball package now just use the promo code fntsy lots of content going up there over the uh, weekend Uh, i put in an nl sleepers uh article uh, last night we're just uh Getting you ready for the next five days of drafting. How many more drafts will, do you have there, Tony? I have two, but I will not be involved in the chat channel at rotoexperts.com. Uh, so don't think you'll go and see me there. Uh, me and the <laughs> king could not agree on compensation. I asked for <laughs> one of his vinyl Kiss records, and he didn't think it was <laughs> worth it. Wow. Uh, yeah, he guards them. Uh, that They're like gold to him, right? A big, big yeah. Kiss fan. 
So I wanted a little love gun. There you go. Do you have a? Do you, do you like Kiss? No, I don't know. I don't know much about Kiss. No. I just know James Simmons is a, a greedy bastard. I was telling uh, poor uh, Scott Engel, he's worth three hundred million dollars, and poor Ace Frehley's got five hundred thousand dollars, and it's net worth. Yeah. Uh, him Jeans and Paul Stanley, Jim uh, Simmons and Paul Stanley, they uh, it's basically like a their own private business, right? And I think that what their hope is is that Kiss will go on even after they're you know they're gone. Uh, after they're too old to, to be wearing the makeup and and performing. And who will take over? You know, it'll be like the Blue Man Group, right? I mean, there's like you ever see the Blue Man Group? Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I very I, I love it as well. But you know, you have Blue Man Group in Vegas, you have Blue Man Group in in Greenwich Village in Manhattan. You have Blue Man yeah. Group uh, performers all over the place. I think that's what they probably Kiss is looking to do eventually. They are the little Kiss midgets. Yeah, sir. you're right. You're right. Scotty doesn't like them. He gets mad when I talk about them. Well, I mean, you shouldn't, you, you're using the the, uh, the politically incorrect description, right? No, see, you guys are, you guys don't I, get it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. You politically you correct people have cost the midgets their jobs. <laughs> like, they used to have a jobs in entertainment, but now, like, right. people feel like they were being used. So now they're out without jobs. Right. Well, I mean, Why they, can't they, the, used to be, they used to be uh, midget wrestling, right? Right. Yeah, it was big. Yeah, yeah. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But everybody got politically correct, and now people don't want to hire them. Mm-hmm. I guess what they need is, uh, I mean, with all the reboots that are happening, uh, maybe they need to reboot uh, The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> like, I was telling people that that movie would not be made today because someone would protest about uh, how we were using these little people and we were getting away with glorifying these little people at their expense. No, they're getting paid. You'd have to CGI them, right? Not use real actors because you yeah, <laughs> like that's the. Pro- Can you imagine that? That's, the- but that tells you how this world has become effed up. Like right. today, we wouldn't make the Wizard of Oz, one of the greatest movies of all time. Right. I mean, what would the uh, application be like? Let's say if you were looking for someone and you put an employment ad out, would you would you be able to say you know only. Uh, Vertically challenged actors and actresses should apply. No, I mean, because you'd be. <laughs> you know what? This country is so effed up, too, right? <laughs> like age, discri- like discrimination is not supposed to be a thing, right? Right. But we allow it in the instances, and we don't allow it. Like, no fat people can work at Hooters. Like, isn't that discrimination? Well, they could apply and they could go through the interview process, right? But and then they're not going to be they like, they're not exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, no 80 year old woman's my my uh my uh, stewardess unless I'm on a flight like with one of those cheap airlines, uh, <laughs> there. I mean, like, what the we hell? Feel the breeze coming through the window, right? The yeah, so right. what happened here where like discrimination <laughs> is okay? Oh, and the other thing, like the NFL, right. The NFL, if you're, if you're, if you're, uh, you, know, you have to be a certain height and weight. You can't just be right. a regular dude. And because I'm qualified to be the holder, but right, they never right. give me a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, I have the yeah, athletic ability. 
to be the extra point yeah. holder or the field goal holder. Have you ever seen the clip from SNL, Saturday Night Live, uh, where uh, Patrick Swayze and uh, Chris Farley are both vying for the same uh, Chippendales dancer job? Yes. If you haven't. <laughs> yes. And that, that's exactly my point. Yes. And uh, Chris Farley, uh, for some of you younger listeners or whatnot, uh, a comedian, what was he popular in the mid-80s, mid-90s or something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was a... a, a Large man. How do I say this? He was yes, he was overweight, but <laughs> and you know Patrick Swayze was just like a sex symbol for a lot of women and whatnot. And yeah. They were both uh, vying for the same Chippendales dancer <laughs> job. And, uh, if Chris Farley could dance, man. About. Oh my God! Yeah, he could move fantastically. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, so I don't know. Like discrimination is a weird thing. Like I don't know. I don't know how you prove it or how to disprove it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you, you mentioned football, right? Uh, what would you think about uh, what went on this week? Uh, Alan Hearns cut by the Jags? Yeah. Uh, they say, Signing with they the Cowboys? They, they're trying to make some move moves because they, uh, they, they also got one of their linebackers to take a cut uh, mm-hmm. and save another $6 million against Italy against the cap, so they're still trying to make some moves, the Jaguars. Al Hearns, I think, see, I think Al Hearns is a pretty good wide receiver. Um, I agree, yeah. But they needed a guy that could get down the field because mm-hmm. Des Bryant uh, is not the elite speed wide receiver. I thought that they needed a faster guy. Do you think Des Bryant's on the uh, roster come uh, yes. the start of the season? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, as, as much as we kill Des Bryant, the wide receivers after him will have a lot to be desired. Right, right. Yeah. So the Jaguars are left with, uh, what, Marquise Lee? They also signed uh, earlier, I think, Dante Moncrief, right? Yeah, that was a surprise because he got a lot of money. And uh, mm-hmm. Keelan Cole is a guy they love, and uh, fantasy owners love D.D. Westbrook. Yes, yes. So we'll see. Uh, Eric Ebron signed with the Colts. Oh, that's Jesus Christ! What the <laughs> hell happened there? Uh, like they had a pretty good tight end in Jack Doyle last year, and mm-hmm. they want to go two tight end. This guy did not they got two years, fifteen million dollars. That's crazy. And the uh, Jaguars also signed Austin Safarian Jenkins for less money than the Jets offered him. Mm. Go figure. And uh, Frank Gore. Going to play another season. That was a good move for everybody involved, I think. I, I couldn't understand why they kept trying to bring backs in for Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Kenyon Drake owner in a dynasty league, um, Frank Gore is the best you could do. Because I was seeing names, Jordan Howard, and guys mm-hmm. like I'm like, Jesus, man. Drake can play. Why don't they just leave him alone? So I think Frank Gore, he'll get a, you know, a few carries a game. Um He'll catch some balls out of the backfield, but it'll be Kenyon Drake's show there. Yeah. Uh, Terrell Pryor found a home. Look what the Jets have done this offseason. <laughs> uh, Teddy Bridgewater re-signed Josh McCown. I get so mad I when I talk about the Jets the other day, <laughs> like even before the, the last show. Like, I would have to fire the GM after that trade they made because I would bring him into my office and I would say, please, please tell me. <laughs> Who you traded to get where you traded four draft picks? Tell me who it is. 
And when a guy can't tell me who it is, because he can't, right, right, right. he has to be fired. Like, right. You you can't make a trade and say I'll take the best that's you know left, and trade four draft picks for it. This is as insane to me and idiotic as the Herschel Walker deal. Mm. Yeah, uh, I see your point, right? If you're going to make a trade like that, target you have to have a guy in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Target someone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I would love to like that's my question. That would be my question. And when a guy can't answer me, he's fired. Mm-hmm. But if he tells me, <laughs> like. I don't even know what would be the appropriate response. Like, if you give me a player. Like, the problem is, if you trade it up to get Sam Donald and he goes number one, well, that was idiotic, right? right? Which which is a possibility, sure, that right. he might go number one and you're not going to get him, yeah. Or did you trade up because all of a sudden you think uh, the guy you want to get in the draft um, is Nick Chubb? Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, he's going to be there at four. Everybody else is going quarterback. And then I would be like, first of all, the Giants could trade out of that second pick. So if someone wanted Chubb, they go and grab you took him. A, you took a Bradley Chubb, right? Bradley Chubb, yeah, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so you go there, like, so that's like, I think they really put themselves out there by whatever way they what they think they're going to do. I have no idea. Because even even Josh Allen, right, the Wyoming quarterback, who I think will be there, and it maybe he's their target, mm. Cleveland's been associated with them at times. And Cleveland liked him the best, is what you hear mm. in some places. So I don't know how you could trade up with not knowing who you're going to get. I agree. You've been saying it since last week, and I got to agree with you on this one, man. All right, when we come back, we'll go back to baseball, finish off the show. Got lots more to do. You can listen to Jogalina and Tony Cicada. Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis. Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina along with Tony Cicada, Pete Considori producing our show. Thank you for spending part of your weekend with us. And uh, uh, a lot of people drafting this week. Can you believe that it's five days away from the start no. of uh, oh, yeah. Let me ask a question. Don't you I mean, feel like just, do, we just had a blizzard here in the Northeast? It, uh, I know, I know. Don't you think you should take Thursday off? It should be a national holiday, right? I, I feel like opening, but this this year is better than ever, though. This is the best opening day in the history of baseball because every team plays. It's never been like that before. 
Right. Usually, back in the day, the Reds would be the first one to uh, yeah. open the season, right? And they'd play yeah. alone. And then it gets, yeah. And they take the day off, and it gets rained out, and you're pissed off, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. But this year, it's awesome because the other thing was, all the other opening days, you only had half the teams playing, and then half would play the next day, because what right. they would do is they would have an off day in case the game got rained out, so the same people could go to opening day. Uh, there, but now this they got full games both days. I love it. Right, good stuff. Can't wait. And, and we talked about the Reds. We talked about Billy Hamilton. Why don't we take a look at uh, some of the other uh, moving parts on this team? Uh, we talked uh, about Eugenio Suarez. This uh, team, uh, yeah, is tough, tough fantasy wise because I, I I think there's a lot of good players there. Yeah, but there might be too many. I think that Suarez is a guy. That's going really underrated. He just got a huge contract. Yes. He's going to have 25 home runs. He'll hit you about 270, and he'll get you double-digit stealing bases. Jose mm-hmm. Peraza is a guy no one's talking about. Last year, he was wicked overdrafted. This year, he's going to steal 30 bases. He'll hit 280. He's not going to kill you average-wise. And he's eligible right. at second and short. Scooter right. Jeanette, I don't know what to make of him. Right? I have no idea what's going on. Like. Last year, I told you, the first time I saw him in spring training, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's 10 times the size he was the year before. And he, and he launched ball. He's been banged up in spring training. Then their top prospect, Sensel, is a guy that everybody expects to get to the majors this year. He played third base in the minors, mm-hmm. which Suarez is playing, who just got an eight-year contract. So in spring right. training, they used him at shortstop, which leads me to believe – then Peraza sticks, though, and he goes to second base, and Scooter Jeanette goes back to being the everyday. But that's a hypothesis on my part. It could right. be any of those right. those guys there. But I think there's a lot of interesting fantasy options here. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the Reds really want to get Senzel's bat in there this year. Supposedly, from what I read, they told them, be ready to play every infield position except first. So, you know, if, there, if there's an injury, he's going to be in there, right? And uh, Peraza, like you mentioned, real good value. 209 ADP oh, in the yeah. NFC leagues. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know. I think he's in there despite an injury. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think Jeanette, I think Scooter will be the guy out. Yeah. And I have one team where I, I, I need Scooter, actually, too. But I think he's going to be out at some point. Yeah, I mean, I don't own any shares of him, but I think he could kind of have a, a, a decent productive year if he gets the at-bats. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they're going to have to make yeah, a decision. Yeah. And I think Peraza's yeah. too good of a fielder. He brings some stolen base situations there. And especially if Billy Hamilton's out of the lineup, I think Peraza sticks, and I think uh, Scooter will go. How many at-bats do you think, uh, looking at their outfield again, Jesse Winker, how many at-bats do you think he gets this year? I think they I mean, he, all get five hundred. They're gonna find a way, huh? They're gonna they're gonna rotate. I think they're gonna based on what everything I read. Mm-hmm. I see them sitting out one or two days a week, every one of them, and and they're not being a defined like these are my three outfielders. Right. Yeah, I mean, because Duval and Shebler both thirty home run guys. And, and I'll tell you what, I think Duvall got gets less at bats than Winker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Winker, you know, looking at what he's done, always been able to hit for average. His home run uh, production's been a little bit up and down, but uh, showed some pop last year in uh, limited at bats uh, in the majors. Let me ask a question. 
when you get late in a draft, is there a guy that when he gets picked, you go, oh, F, I waited too long. I wanted him. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of who that is. And for me, I'll say who it is. For you. me, boy, yeah, yeah. it's Scotty Shevler for me. Every time yeah. he gets picked, I go, fuck. Because that's 30 home runs at the end of the draft. Yes. Yes. That's a good point. Uh, I've just been a little nervous based on the fact that, like you said, the Reds said they're going to kind of try to, you know, uh, rotate them in and out. But I, I think that but four, the 500 at bats, bats a piece, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, pos- it's possible. Yeah. Good offensive ballpark. Good offense. Mm-hmm. Not a great division. No, no. I'm trying to think of that guy. I, I'm trying to I mean, it happens to everyone, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's two for me, actually. Shebler and the other guy's Aaron Hicks. I think Hicks has mm-hmm. a big year. I, I don't know. Lenny Melnick. The, uh, I was listening to Lenny the other day. I don't, know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with him, but he makes me think sometimes. He says that people are writing off Jacoby Ellsbury too early, and that if you're in a deeper league, you should draft him because he thinks mm-hmm. he can get 15 stolen bases. And I'm like, here's the problem, though, in reality. I'm not doubting that he gets 15 stolen bases. But in reality, here's the problem why you can't pick Jacoby Ellsbury. If he only plays three days a week, how do you put him in a weekly lineup? Like, how do you know how many games he's going to play? And how do you have the confidence to put him in there? Now, if there was an injury in the outfield, yeah, and he's going to play every day, thing. But I, I, I just don't see any week that I'm saying, you know what? Ellsbury might only play three games this week, but I'm going to put him in. I don't see that happening. So who who do you think? I mean, obviously Stanton and Judge are going to be there every. I mean, uh, what about? Uh, I mean, who else is going to be getting these at bats? I mean, Hicks. Um, well, first of all, who's the DH for New York? That's a good question. It's probably going to be rotated. No, uh, that's what I think. So I think I don't think you're going to see Stanton and Judge in the outfield. Too often at the same time, mm-hmm. right? I, I think the Stanton, Judge, and Sanchez are going to get a majority of the bats at DH. I think you're going to see Hicks and Gardner in the outfield together a lot, mm-hmm. and then one of Judge or Stanton is the other outfielder. I think Ellsbury's the guy out. Stanton has had some problems playing left field this spring, no? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, I, I, mean, I expect him to see more, a lot more games at DH than, like, uh, I don't. I will be shocked over 162 games if Judge and Stanton are in the outfield together 50 times. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, those other, yeah, those yeah. other guys all got good gloves, and they all have right. great range. And mm-hmm. you, two guys you don't want to get hurt. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, and especially from what we've seen, like I mentioned, with Stanton playing left field. I mean, I, I think that maybe if both of them were in there, I think you're going to see Stanton in right, maybe Judge possibly in left. I mean, I think J- Judge is a sneaky, really good. I mean, we talk about his bat all the time. He's got a good glove. He covers a lot of ground. I mean, they're, they're yeah. big dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the whole thing. Without the defined DH, I think people aren't realizing how many games they're going to be at DH. 
Right. If you go to the Yankees' depth chart, they're showing Stanton, Judge, and Ellsbury uh, as their DH. So, yeah, I mean, if you get it, like you said, if they if the uses uh, of of these two players, if you got it writ, uh, read right, then yeah, Ellsbury might not play more if than you, three, uh, three games a week. Yeah. Yeah. If you and if you're Aaron Boone, you should be fired. If you ever use Ellsbury as the DH, unless he's hurt, <laughs> unless he's hurt and you don't want him to, but it doesn't make sense because he's a better fielder than both Stanton or Judge. So you should put them at DH and keep their bat in the lineup and put Ellsbury whatever position they were going to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your job as a manager is to put your best team on the field, right? Right. I don't see and, how. Uh, El- so I'm not saying Ellsbury should play every day, but I'm saying the three days he plays, he should be in an out. He shouldn't be at DH. He needs to be in an outfield position. Right. So basically, what we're saying is he'd probably be better as maybe a, a cheap DFS option this year. As long as he hits first in the lineup, that's another problem. I think the Yankees are going to have two different lineups. I think versus righties and lefties. I think Kicks is going to bat lead off uh, against lefties and and Gardner versus righties. Mm. Well, both of them could steal a base still. Even Gardner, in, you know, a veteran, could still, uh, yeah. still get the wheels moving. Yeah. He's actually uh, he's going way later than he should be going in that lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going in the 14th, 15th round. Yep. He had a good, quiet season last year. And he's moved ahead of Ellsbury. He's moved ahead of Ellsbury on the depth chart. Yeah. I mean, he gives you a little little speed. Yeah. I mean, where you could get him in drafts, yeah. Especially in a deep league. But he doesn't return the King's phone calls anymore. Yeah, he was his personal uh, fantasy uh, guru, no? No, he doesn't. He doesn't answer the phone for the King. You think he blocked him? I don't know. <laughs> Poor King. Yeah. David Wright would never do that to the King. No, I feel bad for David Wright. <laughs> why do you but feel bad? Right. Like, I don't understand why people feel bad for it. If you want, he's making $24 million a year for the next three years, never mind this year, or the last two that he's robbed the Mets from. They're, like, if he didn't get paid, I'd feel bad. Like, how do you get, like, people in America... They work two jobs. They work three jobs. And you ne- you've never, Joe, mentioned you feel bad for any of them, but you feel right. bad for David Wright. What is wrong with you as a human being? Well, I feel bad for the people <laughs> who have to work two or three jobs. But uh, you know what I feel bad about with David Wright? He, it sounds like he hasn't come, he, he hasn't come to the uh, realization that it's over, and which is sad. No, How do you, but why do you say that? Why do you say that he hasn't he, come to the realization? Look, let, let, let's, let's face it. The guy should retire, right? No, he shouldn't, because he needs to get... Why? See, this is the part people don't get. This is a business. Why the hell would he retire when they owe him $72 million? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would just show up all the time, say, I want to play. Oh, this hurt. Okay. Like, I don't think people deal with real life because these numbers are so astronomical and we're not used to them. But anyone that says David Wright retire doesn't know what they're doing, or nev- and they never would either. Right. They, they owe him $72 million. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay, I don't feel bad for him anymore. There you go. So I don't. Go, I don't. Yeah. Go go to Walmart and feel bad for some of them people. Yeah. Thank God. Let me straighten that one out. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> as we end the show, right? Yeah. Let's try to yeah. let's try, let's try to find some fantasy value from what is one of arguably the worst teams in baseball, the Miami Marlins. Oh, right? I mean, oh, I, I got fantasy value. value. You can, I don't yeah, like the King play. at all. You know what? I'm starting to hate him today. Now that I think about it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Because trouble in he, paradise. Yeah, I like Derek Dietrich, who's going to play left field for them. Uh, he used to be mm-hmm. a third baseman. He could always hit, but he can't field. Right. Scott poo-poos it every time, but I finally found out why. Uh, Scott, did Derek you try Dietrich to interview him? Was, yeah, that's basically <laughs> that's what it was. Like, I'm like saying this guy can hit 20 home runs. You know, he's going to have 70 runs scored. 70, not, not great, but I mean, in a deeper league in the last round, you take this guy. But uh, basically, Scott was killing me all the time about this Derek Dietrich. And then I found out that, yeah, he was mean to Scott in an interview. <laughs> so he's letting his emotions get in the way of his fantasy analysis. Yeah. Real Muto is going to start the year on the DL. Uh, mm-hmm. Brinson is a guy that, depending on where he goes in your draft, is there. And I can't figure out if he bats first or in the middle of the order, which is better. But it looks like he's going to hit leadoff for them. Yeah. What about Brian Anderson? It looks like he's going to be their uh, the third, third baseman, baseman from Mountain Prado. Yeah. 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 I didn't see anything there that I liked, but he's actually hitting good in spring training. Yeah. He has some pop. I think last year he hit 22 home runs in the minors, so yeah. he's got a little bit of a pop for him. I, I just I, maybe sometimes I over exaggerate how bad of a ballpark that is to hit in. Mm. What about Cameron Mabin? I mean, you can get him real late. And he oh, I love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, when you're behind on steals, yeah, you got to draft him in round thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, he's gonna get thirty steals because they they got nothing to lose. They'll just keep running, right? And they'll give you you know maybe ten, twelve home runs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Bohr, you a no. fan? I, I'm. A f- I, I think first base is not as deep as people think it is. Yeah, I think Justin Poor is, is a guy, yeah, he's useful. Mm-hmm. And, and he's going to hit four. Castro? Yeah. Jesus, Stalin Castro's going in, in really late drafts. Like, people have just wrote him off. He's going to hit 270. He's going to hit double-digit home runs. Yeah, so, yeah, there's value on the Marlins. He's batting third for them. So, I mean, look, you know, late in drafts? I got one minute. I want to tell one people. Don't be afraid to pick Victor Martinez. He has five home runs in the spring. He's gotten better somehow in his career late, and he hits fourth in the lineup, and he goes undrafted. Victor Martinez, at the end of the year, is going to have 25 home runs. He's going to have 80 RBIs, and you guys will have guys on your teams worse than him. Yep. Just hopefully his ticker cooperates. But, yeah, I mean, uh, when he's healthy and when he's on the field, I mean, yeah. well, not on the field. He's basically a DH, but uh, – Good advice. So hopefully all your fantasies become realities for you this week as you draft. Thanks to Tony Sincata. Thank you, Peter Considori, for producing our show. Talk to you next week on Weekend Fantasy Update.